Great soloists, inspiring musicians, magical conductors, simply sublime music. Welcome to the sound of the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. Coming up on the Sound of the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra podcast, a discussion with the orchestra's librarian, Patrick Williams. I have to make sure the music is on the stands for the orchestra at all the concerts we play. And we step backstage to meet Sally Wynne-Ryan, a member of the second violin section in the orchestra. I was born into a very musical family. Both my parents are musicians, so I guess that's how it happens. The finest music, the finest musicians. Welcome to the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra.
from the newly released album The Golden Age of Hollywood, The Great Musicals. That was the overture from the musical Gypsy. Ladies and gentlemen, the players from the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. So, first of all, Sally, tell us, what do you do in the orchestra? What, what do you play? I'm a violinist and I'm a member of the second violin section in the RPO. Who inspired you to become involved in music in the first place? Well, I was born into a very musical family. Both my parents are musicians, so I guess it was kind of inevitable that I was going to take that path. Um, yeah, I was surrounded by a lot of music as a child. Um, music in church, music in school and at home, so I guess that's how it happened. How old were you when you started playing? I started, I definitely started learning instruments when I was about six, six or seven years old in primary school with local teachers and then it kind of developed from there. Um, lots of singing at school as well and general performing arts. But yeah, probably from about six or seven. Before the RPO, what was your musical journey? So I went to, I actually went to music school at the age of 16. Um, I was, well, first of all, had... Uh, my education started in Wales up until the age of 16 and then I went off to music school then I went to London went to the Guildhall School of Music and Drama and studied for four years did my degree decided not to do a postgrad and just went out and freelanced for many years before deciding to um, to go for a job and here I am Sally thanks very much from September 2017 through to June 2018 Royal Philharmonic Orchestra brings you a feat of electric orchestral repertoire that showcases some of the young and dynamic talent that the world has to offer. Featuring renowned international soloists such as the pianists Alexandra Danescu and Dmitry Maslif, as well as the cellist Leonard Elsenrak and violinist Esther Yu, this is a season not to be missed.
Gustav Holst's St Paul's Suite. That was the jig. This is the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. My name is Patrick Williams and I am the librarian for the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra and the Royal Philharmonic Concert Orchestra. I have to make sure the music is on the stands for the orchestra at all the concerts we play. Sometimes that involves the music coming out of the library that we have, sometimes that involves music coming from elsewhere, but the long and short of it is that I have to make sure it's there, I have to make sure it's marked up specifically, there are bowings on it for the string players, and that um, everything is in order. So for a concert like this, that's uh, getting on for 30 pieces per pad, per instrument. Now I'm guessing that the word meticulous comes in handy here. Yeah, you have to be a little bit meticulous. I, I can think of other words for it, but meticulous is a more positive one. The word that the players come up with most often is efficient. You have to be efficient. And I know that's a slightly sort of wishy-washy way of saying it, but I see what they mean. They don't need to know necessarily how much detail goes into the preparation. They need to be there at the end product. And if the end product is something that they can use, then that's all I need to worry about. Do the musicians, do they, the first time they see these scores, how far in advance do they get them? It rather depends on where the music's coming from. If they ask for the music and it is available, they can ask anything from months in advance sometimes, up until if they chance their arm a couple of days before or even a day before. Whether they get it a day before is rather up to where I am and everything but uh, occasionally you get music which has been provided by someone else and the music doesn't turn up until very late in the day of course these days there are pdfs available as well for uh, players to request and of course i may already have those from previous performances so it's a bit of a fluid question and um i've seen conductors and they, they annotate their scores quite a lot and i'm guessing that some musicians would like to do that as well because a scores foolproof <laughs> uh no <laughs> although although so there can be errors on there which have to be uh, annotated? Yeah, most definitely there can be. Um, mainly hired material, mainly copyright material, which has just been not very well copied. There are ways of getting around that. that there are various errata lists that one can use to make sure that there are as few as possible. But players have very specific markings that they want to put in their parts sometimes as well, which aren't, aren't corrections as such, but they are you know, fingering for string players, for instance, like things like that. There's the odd little part that might need rewriting so that the player is finding it more comfortable. Um, just little bits and bobs, and I'm always around for, you know, that, that to happen if the player doesn't do it themselves. They quite often sort themselves out with things like that, but uh, um, that's part of the deal as well. So in answer to your question, it most certainly is the case that uh, scores are not always foolproof. I'm not going to ask the, the inevitable question that, that uh, perhaps things go wrong sometimes because I don't, I don't want to tarnish, you know, the, presumably the, the 100% unblemished activities that you carry out. Efficient. But uh, it, it does strike me as though, it, it's, it, especially if the orchestra is on tour, for example, that thing, there, are, there is room for things to go wrong. There, there are room for things to go wrong. Um, quite often, uh, I do remember a while ago now, where the entire viola parts, in other words, that's six desks of viola music, was left in, I think it was somewhere like Warsaw, and we were then a good long way away from Warsaw the next day, put it like that. I think we were possibly even in Spain, because of course the orchestra flew, but the parts didn't. There was the added problem there, is that I was neither in Warsaw, not in wherever we ended up the next day, because I don't often go on the tours. So we had to sort of do it from camp base, as it were. I can't remember how we did it like that, but of course in, in these days of PDFs, things are possible that wouldn't be possible, say, 10, 20 years ago. It's normally things like this, you know, if, if a piece of music is left at a venue from the day before, and uh, there are moments of panic, there are moments of panic, but uh, one tries to sort of keep it down. And, and you also, it's very nice to train your orchestra so that they are aware that if they do leave this piece of music at home, there is potential chaos, and 
the RPO is fantastic at that. I must admit, they, they are very, very good at looking after music. You said you are a librarian, and that is crucial, isn't it? Because it's not simply getting the scores into the right place at the right time. It's, it's a, an awful lot of knowledge that you've got in the back of your mind about, which would actually help things from going wrong. In my experience, and it has been a bit of experience now, I've been doing the job for over 20 years, not just the RPO, but other orchestras too, you have to have as comprehensive a knowledge of the orchestral repertoire as you possibly can. You also, of course, have to be able to read music to a sufficiently high standard that you are going to be cooperating and consulting with highly trained musicians, such as the ones we've got here and indeed conducted as well. So that is always something which is... Um, you're always looking to improve on, just like the players are look, always looking to improve on their techniques. And so as much as you can possibly know about specific pieces of music, even things like if the players ask you, is there anything nasty in this piece? And you can say, oh, well, there's something that looks a bit iffy on the top of page three, and uh, I remember the last time we did it was blah, 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 and something like this happened. So very, very specific examples of specific pieces of music. And the more knowledge you've got, provided it's not... Uh, biased knowledge, you know, provided it is genuinely um, knowledge that you need, you can help them out. And they then can either reject it <laughs> or, uh, or take on board. Yeah.
From the pen of John Rutter, that tender work, A Flower Remembered, was performed by the Cambridge Singers, the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, and of course conducted by John Rutter. Marvel within the magnificent Royal Albert Hall as the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra brings to life caped crusaders, magical wizards and swashbuckling pirates in the new musical adventure Movies Great Heroes. To experience this unmissable show, perfect for all the family, on Saturday the 7th of July 2018, book tickets now.
from John Barry's legendary soundtrack to the film Out of Africa, that was the main theme.
closing with rousing trumpet fanfares and pounding timpani. That was the final movement from Ottorino Respighi's Pines of Rome. Thank you for listening to the sound of the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. If you'd like more information about the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, then please visit www.rpo.co.uk.